for your support and um, I'm really going through a very good, very good, very healthy form of isolation, but not isolating necessarily from people, but I've been kind of in hibernation, if that's the way to describe it, I guess. It's kind of, um, I've been attracted to certain things that I've been watching recently and I go through phases of being attracted to something and I do discover quite a bit about myself and about humanity, really, when I go through it. And this attraction is simply without judgment. I just kind of follow it. If there's an urge or a craving, that uh, intuition that's asking me to look somewhere and look at it again, and maybe I've already seen it before, but it's asking me to do it again. What I'm finding is that usually there's a there's something I got to look at there. Like I got to figure something out. <laughs> I'm being shown something. And that's what's kind of been going on for the past couple of days. I've been doing that. So while I was sitting there, what I was being attracted to, since we are at home most of the day, what I'm being attracted to is watching videos of people dancing. <laughs> no, it's kind of odd. I'm not necessarily uh, a dancer, nor am I attracted to dancing in any sort of way. But every once in a while, I mean, yeah, I'll watch a video here and there. But I've been kind of binging on it, um, binging for me because <laughs> I'm not all the time in my face doing it on YouTube, but I am watching more of these throughout the day and all kinds of dancing whether it's a Palestinian debke or belly dancing or flamenco dancing, even competition pole dancing, uh, even weddings. I even watched videos with people dancing in weddings, uh, even doing line dancing. Anybody that would probably have a video on there, but it's, it's from all around the world, I think. I've just been drenched in it, attracted to it. Now, Tala, what is the point of this? So you're watching people dance all day. Well, I got to tell you my findings since I've been doing the research. <laughs> there is something. I kind of been watching these videos and wondering why the hell am I watching them? What is, what am I being told when I'm watching these videos? What am I looking at here? And it's beautiful how people get to express themselves with dancing. Absolutely. Even in some situations, hypnotizing. But then the dancing went to other places too that I got to look at how people are dealing and coping with this quarantine and, uh, and this isolation. And there's a lot of things that came to mind as I'm watching people make some kind of craft, share one with one another information about how to cook something or how to make something quick and easy. Even simple stuff, you know, making bread out of three ingredients, which would be very useful right now. Uh, all these things. And the media, specifically dealing with news or sources for news all around the world, if it is doing it for us, it's giving us an impression of what the world would look like. And it ain't pretty, right? 
It's people shanking one another for toilet paper. Or people shooting each other after road rage. And if I'm only looking at that, if that's where I'm getting my information from, I could perceive that the world is going to shit. All of it is not true. Because if I were to look at the millions of people that are watching these YouTube videos and are actually doing these, whatever's on these YouTube videos, is telling me a different impression of our world. One that I think is hopeful. If you look at the story of humanity, since the beginning of time, you can find a bunch of clues that are right in your face about what made humans survive this long. And it most certainly wasn't war. Actually, it took much of humans down with it. So we know it is not conflict or fighting. We most certainly know it is not ego that kept us evolving and taking care of one another to become where we're at right now. It is through love. Now, I'm not trying to be cheesy about this. It's a fact. Uh, it's our caring for one another in times of need, whether it's through war or crisis. It is us caring about one another that help us survive and help humans survive to perpetuate the species. This is really important, you guys, because it's so obvious in our face every day, but yet fear becomes consuming. Mind you, this is not fear of what we already know, but it's fear of the unknown, which basically is the ultimate fear for all humans. It has us stop thinking with our logical mind. It's the executive functioning, which is the more evolved part of the brain, right there at the frontal lobe, is, is really what we're using to make judgments. But the primitive part of the brain is the emotional part of the brain, or called the emotional brain. There's various names for it. And I'm oversimplifying, of course, but that primitive part of the brain is going to be emotionally driven. It is not based on logic, but as we know, emotions are not facts. And so sometimes they can be distorted and uh, they don't really accurately describe what's happening. Just because I feel offended, for example, does not mean somebody really offended me. Just because I'm watching a scary movie and feel fear does not mean I'm really scared. It is just that feeling. So we need the frontal lobe. We need the executive functioning to be able to consciously be aware what the hell our feelings are telling us. We need to be able to discern between what's a real fear and what is a false one. So emotions, my friends, are not accurate. They're not to be trusted or bet on. We need the logical part of our brain to be able to determine that. And you can see that through history, that logical part continues to play a very significant part in our life. We start making laws and make systems that help control. Sure, that's part of the logic or the logical part of the brain. It wants to be able to control people's responses because we don't trust people. And so I get that. I get that as part of the logical development or involvement of humanity. But going back to the basics, you guys, we have both the logical and the emotional. And when they are balanced, then we can use them both. Sometimes emotions are needed and uh, logic gets put aside. And sometimes the logic or the mind is more 
necessary than the emotions. Living life is about learning to balance the logic and the emotions. We need the logic because if, again, we're all emotional, we're just going to be acting on fear all the time. Just because we're afraid, we're just going to act a fool. Logic will not kick in. Uh, we don't need all that. And now on the other side, if we become extremely logical, then we'll become extreme or fanatics, right? So you've seen that in politics. You've seen that in cults, extremists, organizations. All those things act as a way to judge humanity and separate them perceive one group is inferior or superior to another, all of which is going to serve one part of the population, but not the other. Now, I get what you're saying is like, hey, we need those things. Sure, we do. And you are free to believe whatever you'd like to believe. This is not what it's about today. What it's about today is humanity. If no laws were out there and no one is looking, how do we help one another? And this is what it's about today. Right now, we're in a time of emotional crisis. For many of us here in the States, we are not confronted with it in our front door, but we're behaving like it already is. And this is all fear, friends, all fear. But this is the thing. When I look a little closer and I hear people's story and I get to do that, right? And doing what I do for a living, I get a good, nice blend of different people with different perspectives. I hear a lot of the stories that help us perpetuate the human species with kindness, with love. When we take care of one another, when we start support groups within our community for people that are not able to go shopping for food, they'll go shopping for you. And we'll help each other out doing chores for one another. I'll take your trash and put it back into your home when I know you're not home. Little things like that. Although they're not in the media or making front page anything, they are real. We live those every day. That's at your front door every freaking day. We don't see it though. If we're all in fear, and maybe that's why intuitively I kind of hibernated a little bit, hung out with me, helped clear out my space because I'm human. And energetically, when I hear people talk about the world with fear over and over again, my nature maybe, and it's probably my trained nature, is for me to look for the beauty in everything. And it was very interesting that all of a sudden I was watching people dance and celebrate one another. And it's funny whether you're dancing with a group of people or dancing for people, right? You could be the one dancing for people. It is pleasurable either way. It's enjoyable. It makes this act enjoyable. It's not all or everything, but the clues are that we live with one another. When we have the whole space of the world, we live very in close proximity to one another. It is, believe it or not, love that helps us take care of one another. It isn't fear. It isn't anger. That actually takes away lives. 
It doesn't give them. So we know that love, when two people come together and love is there, more than likely they're going to generationally affect the world. They're going to have their own child and or children and those children will have their children. So at times of love, the clue that we have is that beautiful things happen. The world gets to recreate, but when fear is there and darkness is there, unfortunately, life stops. It doesn't grow. I was just sitting right now watching a documentary with uh, this little kiddo. Uh, well, I guess he was a little kid. I don't think he's a little kiddo now, but his name is um, Flynn McGarry, I think. And there's a documentary on Hulu about this kiddo that was basically passionate about making food. And he enjoyed it. He had an intuition and he wanted to feed his sisters because they were always eating out. His sister and his uh, mom, he wanted to feed them. And so he cooked for them and that became his passion. And as I was watching the documentary, of course, we want some conflict with this, right? Because you can't just leave it alone. So you can see people's reaction and judging this kid because he was on the cover of Times Magazine. Uh, people were upset because he was being called a chef and that this label really means a lot <laughs> to some people, I guess, uh, that you can't call yourself that. Wow. All we're doing is cooking, people. I don't know why we need a name or title for that. All I do is listen to people. I don't need a name for that. I don't need to be called a therapist or have a license, but I, I do it. Um, because this is what rules the world have placed. And for a lot of reasons, it is for our protection. But we also need to understand, again, that really flexible line that we have to understand that for a kiddo that wants to become a cook, whatever we want to call him, if we can relate to him as a chef, cool. If he wants to cook, he wants to become a chef, whatever it is. Why are we bothered by that kid being called anything? Just let him enjoy it. Encourage. It is love, again, that perpetuates the human species. It is not anger. It is not jealousy, envy. Nothing puts humanity down more than that. Incredible. Incredible. But that's what we do. But this kiddo is, as many children are, resilient. And he keeps going. I haven't finished the documentary to see what happens, but I kind of started to turn it off when I started hearing other people uh, remark on his capabilities, you know, calling him names, things like that, assuming things about the kid, how he's privileged and what have you. And that is not the, that is not the story at all, but people will make these judgments and perceptions. It is, um, it's sad. It is, it is sad, but it is within the human spectrum. Like I always say, the human spectrum goes from one extreme of us murdering one another, sexually assaulting or molesting one another, all the way to the other extreme where we dedicate our whole life to helping people, right? Like Mother Teresa and the many others that do. Humanity has a range and all of it within is human. I'm not surprised that humans behave in different ways. I'm not. 
because I range within the spectrum, my friends, just like you do. And I'm being asked right now to intuitively see the beauty in others and to remind myself of that. And when I looked at YouTube and I watched people entertain one another or celebrate one another with all this dancing, and I mean, you guys, it was just, <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even interested in dancing in general, but it was just wonderful to see people express themselves this way. And it tells us these are the things that helps humanity move on. It is these things in our memories that continue to inspire us to stay together. These moments. It goes against our human nature, it would appear, to hurt one another. But we do it. At times we do it. With the imbalance of emotions and logic, we can do it. We can get there. For the past few days, I've been kind of looking at humanity and there's a conflict that's arising in me, which is probably why intuitively I felt like I needed to look at all these videos to remind me that people will take care of one another, even if they can't hear one another, see one another. They're still contributing in some way. And it's not about being famous or ego is not playing a part of it, but it's really because... I just want to know someone else is out there. And I want to remind you that you're not alone. And that's not just me. That's all those people there too. The woman that's dancing on the pole is inspiring and hypnotizing. And it reminds me to enjoy what beautiful range humanity has to offer. It's a wonderful thing, people. And when I see that 11-year-old kid really intently looking at food and respecting it and looking at nature and respecting it and saying, how can I express this beauty to everybody else? And he shares it with everybody else. How amazing is that? That's the stuff that we're made of, people. That's the stuff that we're about. That's our history. It is not just ego and war. It's all the beautiful ways we take care of each other every day when the supervisor at my work cleans everything. (laughs) She uses her beautiful skills and sees what maybe nobody else sees would make them people comfortable, but she does it naturally. And it's wonderful because I get to walk into the office and into the break room and it smells delicious and it's clean and it's waiting for me. And it's those little simple things that I think, wow, we take care of one another. How beautiful. It is the person who takes the last stash of toilet paper at the store and asks me if I want half of it (laughs) and gives it to me outside the store. These are the things that inspire. These are the things that makes the human race move forward. It is not self-preservation. It is not who survives quickest. Yeah, it'll, if you're that kind of hustler, sure. You carry that gun, sure. You use that force, sure. You might survive, but only you. But when you give me some of your toilet paper, <laughs> what you do is you inspire me to share that also with another person that doesn't have it. Maybe it's not even toilet paper, but when the time comes, I'll remember your generosity 
And when I see someone in need, I won't think about it twice. Because I was shown love and mercy. I'm able to show it to someone else. I'll have a good memory of it thanks to you. And this will be exactly the gift we give to another person. And then that person gives it to another. And that person gives to another. That's the beauty. That's how we survive as humanity. Make no mistake, it is not through force. It's not through hate or superiority or the segregation of people. It is through understanding that when I help you, I help myself too. And not only that, that person helps another person and then we all become one. That's the power that humanity has. It is not in its individual self-preservation. It's in the compassion that drives us to unite and help one another. From a YouTube video all the way to doing big things like many people do anonymously. Whether they write checks to strangers that they've never met to make sure that they cover their bills because they have enough and they can give or a Pope that walks amongst his people waving at them just simply by his presence reminding them that there's a bigger God than a human virus and that he's protected and because he's protected and human so are they. How beautiful. Thank you all out there for all that you do and in case you're not on YouTube <laughs> and entertaining people in these times. I know you're doing your part, my friend. I can feel you. So thank you for all that you guys do and that you do anonymously, whether you make dinner for people that you love, care for them, let them know that everything is okay and that it always has been for humanity. And thank you guys for the smile that you guys give me when I'm walking past you or the door that you open for me when you see me walking and coming towards you. And when I was pregnant, the seat that you had and gave me when it was crowded. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. And well, every night. <laughs> and I'm sending you so much love and light and the understanding that there's no greater wisdom than kindness. This has been an episode of Drive Through. Mm-hmm.